0: So this is a brief agenda here. I'd like to talk about uh, myself, who, who we are as a company, what we do, um, about the three channels that we work on. I just want to give like a general a general overview of how these work, um, and then we can move into Q and A. We won't talk about this future proofing too much because I don't think it's quite as applicable um, to you guys. Um, but this is this is my company. We're, we're called Data Collective. Uh, what we do is basically three marketing channels for direct to seller marketing. We have paid search paid social and SEO. We'll talk a little bit about what those things are. Um, so you don't have to worry if you don't um, know that right off the bat, um, but this is what we do. Um, reasons that our clients love us. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of uh, jargon here that if you're not super into the digital marketing space, uh, might not mean as much to you. Uh, but the, the real difference here is that we do this digital marketing on a, on a really high level. Um, and I think the results speak for themselves. Um, if, we, if we look at what's happening right now, With the market and with our clients Um, we're on track to to spend about $9 million on marketing this year. Um, From that, the the advertisements that we run for clients will be seen over 118 million times um, in the US, Canada and Australia that generates over 72,000 leads of motivated sellers. um, From which our clients will buy about 2400 properties and the total amount of revenue they get because majority of our clients are flippers or wholesaling companies um, the the total amount of gross margin they get from those deals um, will be over 50 million dollars this year so let's jump into these marketing channels and before i get into that just to give in case anybody's unfamiliar like a, a brief idea of how this works so these companies that market direct to seller generally what they do is they run these ads, they generate leads to these off-market sellers that come to them. Um, they also run some type of acquisitions department where they have uh, they have acquisitions managers um, who are basically the negotiators. These are the people, like a salespeople, so to speak, that work with uh, that work with the clients. Um, and, and that's generally how the funnel looks. You do the marketing, you get someone interested in potentially selling their house to you. That's that's what we help people with. Then the lead comes to you and you have to manage that process of of viewing the property, negotiating, talking to the seller, all those kinds of things. Um, Then once they get a contract on the property, a lot of our clients look at different exit strategies. Um, Sometimes they flip the property themselves. Sometimes they sell it to another investor, um, often called the wholesale. Um, There's other kinds of creative strategies like seller finance. That's really popular right now um, where you can, you know, take advantage of some of these cheap interest rates that sellers have, where maybe they're upside down, and um, instead of them having to bring cash to the closing table, you can take over their payments. There's all kinds of different things that our clients end up doing with those properties, um, but that's what they they do to try to monetize them. Uh, most of our clients have at least some buy and hold component, um, so they have some cash flow generating, like the flipping and the wholesaling, and then they have their buy and hold component where they they take some of those and keep them for themselves. Uh, and some only do buy and holds, um, so that does happen. So PPC is the first channel I wanna touch on here. Um, If we look at this, I'm just gonna do a quick demonstration. Let's just say you go to Google and you type in something like sell my house fast. This is what shows up. So this is like a search engine results page on Google. And one of the key ways to generate leads of off-market properties is based on what people are searching online. Um, The reason this is really valuable is because the fact that I type this into Google is pretty predictive of my behavior. The fact that I type this into Google probably means that I'm going to sell my house soon. And the fact that I said fast means I'm probably somewhat motivated um, as a seller because urgency is important to me. The same thing could be said for if I type in sell my house as is or without repairs or in any condition or whatever the case is. These are the kind of things that our clients really like because they like to find people that aren't really a great fit for that's listing their house on the market, either because it's not gonna pass inspection, it's not gonna appraise well, um, it's in poor condition. Maybe they have a timeline that's not gonna work um, with the traditional sale on the market. All those different factors that mean that the house is more likely to be sold at a discount. These things at the top here, you'll notice it says add um, next to these top four things. These are advertisements um, for uh, for basically co- different companies that are advertising direct to seller. So I might click on one of these um, if I'm a seller, and that is how I kind of get in touch with that company. Beyond this, there's these organic pieces that I'll see as well. So these are not advertisements, but it's just companies just showing up and being who they are um and google thinking that they are relevant enough that they want to show them on the page that's that's another channel but this first one showing up on these on these ads right here these are called ppc ads the the reason they're called ppc is it stands for pay per click so each there's a there's a really distinct reason I'm not clicking on any of these ads because if I do click on one of these ads then that advertiser has to pay google because I clicked on their ad and that's what pay per click advertising really is so some uh just a quick overview of ppc what people think People think PPC is expensive. Um, they people have different opinions about PPC and their lead quality because the reality is depending on like the types of terms you're targeting, depending on how people are avoiding. People don't just think it's expensive. It, it is expensive. It's just worth the expense. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you, you nailed it, Chris. Right here, the reality, expensive, not overpriced, right? <laughs> So you're you're right. It's, yeah, it, people think it's expensive, and, and it is expensive, right? So this is uh, this is one of the most expensive forms of advertising if you're doing direct to marketing. Everybody has their own opinion about lead quality. Some people have tried to say it doesn't work in their market, um, and and all that kind of stuff. The the reality about PPC advertising, just like Chris said, it's expensive, not overpriced. The the reason I say not overpriced is because if you if you look at most of our clients. And they do, most of our clients are utilizing at least four or five different marketing channels before they work with us. Um, if you look at how much they pay per lead on each one of those, usually PPC is right at the top for the most expensive lead. But the thing that PPC has that other channels don't is it's the most inbound form of marketing. People are actually actively seeking you out. You're not being some spammy guy with a, you know, with a bandit sign or cold calling them or sending them mail they don't want to get. They actually went looking And that's what makes this a really interesting type of lead source. Um, The lead rates do very, yeah. I'm sorry. I I feel only because um, I I was like, when I get these presentations to get like more real, well, not real world, but just real world experience of what some people have gotten. And just so people know, um, I mean, I did the numbers on my side and every successful lead, not just every lead is around 10 grand for me. So it is very expensive, but, you know, on my case, it's, it, it's worthwhile. It's just expensive. Yeah. And what market are you in, Chris? Um, I'm in a few, but I'm talking specifically about Tampa right now. Yeah. Tampa is an expensive, expensive yeah. market. Although 10 grand yeah. strikes me as yeah. pretty high. Uh, so well, it's, again, it's that's not, that's not per lead. That's like per successful close yeah, and, and lead. Yeah. Per successful yeah. deal, roughly speaking. Yeah. So this is, This is going to be really different in different markets, but you can kind of back into it based on our average numbers, nine grand in spend for 2,400 deals-ish. So 10 grand is definitely like on the high end of that, Um, but there are some markets that are consistently 10 grand. Although I would argue Tampa, you could probably get that cost down a little bit, Um, but it's, uh, it's a factor of the marketing, like the quality of the marketing, and then also of the acquisitions process that kind of determines like, is it going to be 10 grand to get to a deal or is it going to be three grand to get to a deal? And that's why I noted here that lead closing rates do very significantly with PPC leads um, because some companies are really good at managing these. Some companies are really good at calling the lead after it comes in within 60 seconds to make sure that they're the first person to get in touch with the, with the seller. Some people are really good negotiators. Others, not quite as good at negotiation. Some treat the leads with more urgency than others. Some people think they talk to people and they think maybe the lead's not their time. Other people, I have clients that if the person doesn't answer the phone, they're going to show up at their door and knock on the door and ask them if they can talk with them because they have that more aggressive approach to, to sales, which does lead to doing more deals because a lot of times there's that person that didn't answer the phone, but it's just because people don't answer their phones. And it doesn't mean if they're not interested and they'll be grateful when you show up. Um, so there's a huge variety in lead closing rates. On average, across our clients, it takes between 10 and 20 leads through PPC to get to one deal. Um, and that's what Chris is referring to is like the, you know, the, the final transaction. And that's what all of our clients are going after. Um, and some of these people are going to be more qualified than others. Some people never answer the phone. Some people just wanted you to give them an offer over the phone. They're not really interested in talking to you. you know, there's a whole range of, of what people can be, um, but it should take 10 to 20% or 10 to 20 of them to get to that deal. Um, on the topic of expense, markets have highs and lows. Um, right now, I have a client in Tampa paying about $100 per lead on PPC, that same client was paying $300 per lead a few months ago, the the game is quickly shifting all the time in different markets, um, and and that's something to be aware of, and and really the the success depends on how you run your strategy, the strategy and execution really doesn't matter. Uh, The strengths of PPC, it's a very scalable channel. Um, People in this industry will spend tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars per month on PPC um because you can because it can scale and it doesn't mean you can't do it with small budgets you, you can do it with uh, you can we have clients doing it with as low as a three grand a month budget um but the point is that it's really scalable you can usually you can usually do quite a bit more of it especially if you have a larger market um the lead quality is great the spreads are great so this is one thing our clients really like about about ppc is on average you'll buy properties at a deeper discount than you do through other direct-to-seller marketing channels. It's because the leads tend to be more motivated because of the nature by which they find you. Um, you tend to find more distressed situations. And then the other strength, um, we, could, we could talk about this for quite some time, but it is it is a really recession-proof channel. Um, the, the short reason that it is a recession-proof channel is that it's all economics-driven. It's pay-per-click, but it's based on a bidding system. And basically if other people, basically the the only reason PPC could be too expensive for you is that someone else has a more optimized business model than you do. Because the PPC prices are set by your competition. It's what are they willing to pay? So if you look at that price and you think that's too high, it's because they know something that you don't most likely, or they're just fools and they're spending a bunch of money on something that doesn't work, which usually companies don't do consistently, maybe for a short period of time, but not for the long term. So that's where there's kind of an invisible hand behind PPC that puts it at the right price. As markets shift, then the pricing adjusts accordingly. And it means that there's not really a point where it ch- tends to get too, too expensive um, for any extended period of time, although there could be short-term bubbles. Some weaknesses. Um, if, you, if you get to too small of a budget with PPC, it's a little bit hard. Um, it also is a channel, and all of these channels are a little bit like this, where it's not like you just turn it on and turn the faucet on and you got tons of leads. There's a little bit of a ramp up time. You want to let the leads come in for a period of time. You want to optimize it. Um, And it's not like this is the kind of thing where you just like turn it on one month because you want to buy a property and then the next month you turn it off and you expect it to consistently perform with with that level of inconsistency on the marketing itself. Um, And then the last thing is PPC leads, while they are, they do tend to be some of the most motivated you can get of direct to seller leads. They are also really competitive. Meaning if, if we just go back to my Google search here, I have a full list here of a bunch of companies I can reach out to. And a lot of people do, they'll reach out to multiple companies. What that means for you is this isn't the kind of lead that you can just run some numbers, maybe call them in a few hours. This is the kind of lead where you pick up the phone and call them within 60 seconds. It's the kind of lead where you don't just say you'll stop by the house next week. It's the kind where you say, like, I'm on my way to your house right now. Do you have time to talk? Uh, Because of that urgency that's necessary because there's so many other companies that could be talking to the seller so if you want to be the one that buys the deal um you do have to recognize that there's a lot of competition and it's easy for someone to steal your deal if you're not careful on ppc Uh, because sellers often do reach out to multiple companies because everybody wants multiple offers Um, and that's i don't blame them at all for that it just makes your job a little bit harder so that's ppc um Actually, to make this a little bit more intuitive, I'm gonna skip straight to SEO here. Um, SEO is the, the other side of the coin for PPC. So if we look here, these companies pay to be here. If I click on any of these ads, then they pay Google. These companies on the map right here, they don't pay to be there. Also, the companies showing up organically here, they don't pay to be there the the way that they get to these different places is through something called seo it stands for search engine optimization um because if you look at what is the what is the purpose of google overall the purpose of google is to give people who search a relevant result some of you might might remember the early days of search engines where you search for things and you don't actually find what you want keep on searching and searching and they're a lot better now and google uses a bunch of different signals um, and what google is trying to figure out is what is the actual best result for the search and That's how you get here. So SEO is a game of optimizing your website for search engines so that you can prove to Google that you are relevant to what someone's looking for. And that also you're authoritative because if we look at relevant, there's 1.8 billion results for this search. That's how many websites Google deems relevant. So what makes it so that this company shows up at the top here and the other 1.8 billion of the companies don't is SEO. They're more optimized They you convince Google that they're authoritative. And that happens through a whole bunch of different things. Um, and that's, that's what we do for clients. It's little things like making sure the website's technically optimized. Um, there's other little signals, like, like how many other websites link to your website? That's the signal to, to Google each, each person that links to your website. And they think it's an actual, like the quality of the links really matters. But each, each person that does that, it's like a vote towards Google where they say like, there is something relevant enough here that I've chosen to link towards it and those are called backlinks and and those are a big authority signal it's about like are you putting out content i could tell you this this right here is the client of mine and why they're showing up here partially on the map is because we post on this this profile here several times a week it's called the google my business profile and that consistent flow of content around these types of keywords shows google that it's really relevant they also have a lot of reviews that helps there's I'm, no, I'm oversimplifying. There's, there's over 200 different ranking factors for SEO, but that is the act of SEO. It's basically the act of optimizing for the search engines so that you can be up here. Because this is kind of like the, the real estate of the internet. These people don't pay to be here. They, in some way or another, own that position. And they get the cash flow that comes from being there, which in this form is leads. Um, so it's definitely a long-term play. Um, so Let's uh, let's talk about what some people think about SEO, the reality, the strengths and weaknesses. Um, This one's a joke. It would be more funny to light money on fire because a lot of people that have done SEO for a period of time just don't have a bad taste in their mouth because it doesn't work as fast as they want to. People know it's a long-term game, um, but they, they often don't have the patience for it. And they also think it's all about what gets rankings. The reality is the results can be excellent from SEO, but it cannot be measured like other channels. This is... Like to measure SEO, like like a lot of marketing channels, you can measure kind of like a vending machine. You put some money in, you get something out. And that's the way the PPC should work. You put a dollar in, you get $4 out, $5 out. And you say, it's a good vending machine. You keep on putting money in, you keep on getting money out. This is different. It's, uh, it's almost like a buy and hold. You might invest 50 grand into a property as the down payment on year one. And the fact that you only have 12 grand of net free free cash flow at the end of the year doesn't tell you that's a horrible rental property because you also have equity and equity matters. And SEO actually has equity. Other marketing channels don't have that equity. They don't have that appreciation component. So it it really acts like an asset. Um, The results that you want come long-term, but there are measures on the way to see if you are on track. There are a lot of SEO companies that are a little bit misleading out there. And they'll say it takes long-term, so you have to work with them for a while and then you realize you're never actually going to get there. The reality is getting where you want to be takes a long time, but there are signals that you can look at along the way that tell you that you're on track. It's not like you get nothing with SEO and then in a year suddenly you're going to be number one. The first step is you might start to index on Google for some of the keywords that you care about. Then you might start to see those rankings moving up. And when you move from ranking number 100 for a keyword to ranking number 50, you won't actually see any difference in your leads because nobody goes to spot number 50. But that is one absolutely necessary step between getting from 100 to number one. So you can measure those things over time. And then the last thing here, how you get rankings really matters. You can, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there called Black Hat SEO, which is more of the opinion of tricking Google than it is of optimizing for Google. Things like buying tons of spammy backlinks, or people have done all kinds of weird things like having a bunch of keywords on your website that are the same color as the background, so it doesn't show up, but they're actually there and you hope the search engine sees them. And like there's, there's a ton of stuff here where some of it actually works. You can get ranking on search engines, but the real value of SEO comes in the long-term. And if you rank really quickly, how you get those rankings really matters because if you get them in the wrong way, then Google's gonna penalize you. And if you get them in the right way, then you have a good long-term strategy. So the strength of SEO is the ROI is very high and the lead quality also is very high. So it's like from a performance standpoint, a truly awesome channel, and it's a real asset. The difficulty or the weaknesses, it's a really long ramp up time. Um, and when I say really long, I mean, usually it's a one to two year play to start getting the kind of lead growth that most people want. Um, and it's also just kind of hard to measure it's it's kind of hard to pe- choose a company for it there's just a lot of uncertainty around seo and it, it's kind of a really ambiguous difficult thought to most people that's where it's so important that you just work with a company that you really trust on seo um, because it's really easy for them to mislead you and you have to make sure i like to say when choosing an seo company there's two things that matter the first one is competence You need someone that actually knows what they're doing. Uh, Then the second one is trust. They have to actually be good people. They have to have character. There's plenty of competent people that you can't trust that will mislead you. Um, And then there's plenty of people that are great people, but they're just not competent. They actually don't know how to rank rank websites and search engines. You kind of need both. The last one here is Facebook ads. So, Facebook ads is a little bit different. Um, If you've been on Facebook or Instagram, you've probably seen that there's all these normal posts and then there's sponsored posts that show up. Those sponsored posts are ads and a lot of the motivated seller demographic is on Facebook. So that's one other way that we can reach them. Some things that people think about Facebook ads, they're cheap, Um, the lead quality is bad. They think it doesn't scale. Um, the reality here is the cost really depends on the way that the leads are generated. With Facebook ads, there's a lot of ways that you can push the lead quality really high. There's other ways that you can push it low and get more leads. So you can't just say, well, because I've managed some Facebook leads and they weren't good, that Facebook leads don't work or, or whatever the case is. Strategy really matters. The lead quality can actually be nearly as high as PPC on average. Um, If you turn that dial all the way towards quality, It's just about running the right kind of ads to the right kind of landing pages with the right kind of messaging to the right targeted audience to get the lead quality really high. And then it does scale more than people think, but it is a channel that doesn't scale as much as PPC. So that's where a strength of Facebook ads is, it is friendly to smaller budgets compared to PPC. Facebook ads is a channel that will get you more leads faster at a lower cost than PPC or SEO. And the other good thing about those leads is they are less competitive. When you talk to those people, they probably aren't talking to six other investors. And it's because they didn't find you on a page like this where they see a list of all of your competitors and they can reach out to everybody. You showed up to them in their newsfeed on Facebook and that was kind of its own unique thing. Yeah, your competitor could have targeted them at a different time or something like that, but the fact that you're not being put against them all on that same page, makes us they're a little bit less competitive. Um, and then the, the weaknesses here, is results can be a little bit like a roller coaster with facebook ads sometimes a good example of this is we're just coming we're we're just in q4 now there's election season we're coming up on black friday um christmas through that time of the year facebook ads gets really expensive because there's politicians dumping a bunch of money into facebook ads there's e-commerce companies dumping a bunch of money into facebook ads and the rates of the ads will go up. You'll find that with, with a lot of marketing channels like TV advertising, as the same thing. It's hard to find a way to place a TV ad this time of year when all the politicians are buying all the TV ads and there's just not a lot of inventory. Um, so, so sometimes that can be a little bit up and down. Um, sometimes Facebook has, has worse lead quality because it's not intent based. These people aren't searching for you. You're showing up in their feed and then they're deciding, yes, I'm interested in this. I want to reach out. But it's not the same as Google where they're actually looking to find you. And then scalability, our smaller clients tend to spend more on Facebook ads than PPC if they're they're really small. Our largest clients tend to spend a lot more on PPC than Facebook ads. And the reason is um, you you may be familiar with the concept of diminishing marginal returns in advertising. Uh, As you spend more, you get more, but not necessarily twice as much. Uh, Like you could double your budget and you're not going to get double the number of leads. You might get 70% more leads by doubling your budget. So... Facebook has a much stronger dimension return than PPC does with Facebook with a small budget, you kind of hit the bullseye of a market and you can get good leads and then you might spend a lot more money and you don't get a ton more leads. PPC, on the other hand, it usually scales a lot farther um, in any given market. So if you're going to have a really big budget, PPC pretty much has to be a portion of that strategy. So... As far as an introduction, that's what I have. I hope this helps you understand um, some of the core differences between these channels. Um, I think we can dig into um, a Q&A if anybody has any questions.